Hi, and welcome to this thing. I just unpacked the last box, putting everything I own away to wherever I decided it should go. And I'm so exhausted, showered twice, haven't done a thing for college, and... Yes, everyone and my mother have already pointed out to me that I got university and college mixed up again. Old habits die hard, y'all. Shut up about it already. Where was I? Ah, yes. Absolutely exhausted. But I did it! I scored the dream come true apartment. <sighs> Let's start from the beginning. Last week, right after I recorded my podcast, I called the number of the guy who was renting out that epic apartment to make an appointment to check it out. You know, make sure it holds water. And also that it actually keeps what it promised. The guy who picked up the phone sounded young, but very mature, and he agreed to meet me on Monday. Woohoo! So far, I was doing great, except I hadn't gotten around to studying. Anyway, I decided to put off telling my old roommate about moving, since I'd already paid this month's rent, and anything that inconvenienced him would make me positively shine. I wasted away my weekend with getting one of the few other students I'd managed to get to know to send me her notes from the last lecture I missed, and going over them as slowly as possible. Twice. I think I got everything down onto the hard drive of my brain. Hippocampus, I think it's called. I'm no biologist. Anyway, on Sunday, as the day of the apartment inspection drew closer, I did my best to be as prepared as humanly possible. I ended up working on random things well into the night. Not exactly a shining moment for me, but I tried. Understandably groggy, I got up the next morning at about ten. My meeting with the guy from the epic apartment... Martin Harris is his name, was scheduled for one o'clock in the afternoon, so I still had some time to waste and looked up the latest superhero news. A bunch of folks have been messaging me that Stargirl has been active recently and telling them that I only keep up to date with Liverpool news did not get me any leeway, so I checked up on her. Apparently, Greg's favorite superhero moved her way across England, stopping non-mask and cape crime, until most recently she was involved in stopping a fire in Belgium, surprisingly. She and her crime-fighting partner Tech Support showed great teamwork, Tech support making way for the fire trucks from HQ, while Stargirl did the flying about and pouring water over things and such, I suppose. The building was some government storage, and the conspiracy community leapt at the chance for juicy, juicy mystery. The stories ranged from villain league all the way to publicity stunt. Honestly, I just think someone messed with the wrong cooking plates in the staff room, and shit got out of hand from there. Not everything has to be a sign of the beginning of some greater plan. Sometimes people just mess up. Anyway, I'm getting off track, just as I did that morning. Back to the apartment. It's more in the bottom part of Vox Hall, closer to Everton, but that's fine. It's also on the third floor, but there's an elevator, so who cares? I got there a few minutes late, but thankfully Martin wasn't super strict about being on time. He seemed entirely pleasant. He's a bit older than me, but he seems younger. His hair is a shade darker than mine, and he wears it neatly cut. Besides that, there really wasn't much to tell. He was polite. He showed me around the place, which was even more epic in person, by the way. It does not hold water, however. The floorboards are wooden, so it just suck it all up and break. But I don't exactly see why an apartment would have to hold water anyway. The front door opens into this giant living room with a couch and a couch table. I've always wanted a couch table. It just screams, ladies and gentlemen, I have my life together. A nice TV and a separate kitchen with a dinner table are further in the back. To the right of the living room is my room, that I'm in right now, which is really big and nice and currently chocked full of empty boxes. There's a window to the kitchen, like one of those little serving windows that's so bloody cool. And I have my own working desk that can actually hold my laptop and my mug, 
both at the same time. Isn't that amazing? I admit my standards are low. So yeah, the kitchen is next door to me, my bathroom is on the other side of my room, and parallel to all of this is Martin's room. This is where it gets a bit weird. His door looks like... Well, like someone had killed it, buried it, dug it up again, and used Frankenstein's method of bringing it back to the land of the living. A huge part of its upper left corner is jaggedly broken off and was then put back on using some kind of metal tack, and then it was just stuck together more with an abundance of tape. Not even the good kind of tape, the see-through kind. So like, what the hell? The rest of the door has scratches all over it, and I believe it's burned in some areas. I swear, none of the rest of the apartment expressed such maltreatment. On the contrary, the rest of the apartment is beautiful. The wallpaper is somewhat tasteless, but that's really not worth complaining about. I told my future roommate how strange I thought it was, though, and he agreed. But he just hadn't gotten around to changing it, and the vine pattern wasn't that bad. Oh, and I also asked him about the door. He said, and I quote, Well, I suppose it's like street art. Weird, but just part of the whole aesthetic. Okay, so that's a bit quirky. A lot quirky. But who am I to judge? If you hadn't been able to tell until now, I was desperate to move away from the Stargirl horror. I asked if he had any rules that needed following, especially regarding visitors, since I planned to have Gordon over a bunch. He said I could basically do anything as long as I stayed out of his room and respected his privacy, and by the time he'd finished saying that, I'd basically already moved in all my shit, mentally. I got everything settled with my old apartment, said my sweet goodbyes to Greg and Plastic Girl. Greg didn't seem too crushed to see me leaving, though he was somewhat surprised and confused, seeing as I didn't tell him I was leaving. But I believe Plastic Girl will miss me. And that was it. I was now free to get all settled into this new place. And I really hope this will work out better. I really love the vibe of the place. I had Gordon come right over once I showered. He was really glad I finally got out of that tiny apartment, so now we didn't have to use his place all the time. He's a bit territorial. Oh, and of course he also made sure I knew he was proud of me for taking control of my life and yada yada yada. He's such a cutie. Here's a fun thing, though. When he showed up, all smiley and charming as ever, his boots were crusted in mud. He was being all suave, and meanwhile I couldn't help but laugh at him. He was really confused at first, but when he looked down, the expression on his face was one of true horror. Eventually he laughed, though, and I helped him wash them as well as possible. While I did that, he cooked dinner for the both of us. He was completely astounded all day as to how all that mud had gotten on his shoes, and I almost felt sorry for him. I teased him a little bit, but he took it like a man, and we joked around, thinking about all the things he might have run into. My favorite theory is that he accidentally walked through a dimensional portal made by some superpowered person, walked through interdimensional mud for a second, and then came back. Really, it's the one that makes the most logical sense. The only loose end is telling Audrey that I moved. I haven't done that yet. I know, I know, not telling my sister something this huge. But honestly, I just can't handle giving her more to worry about. This whole research expedition thing is taking up so much of her time that she couldn't even call. Which, yeah, irks me just a little. Besides, she said she'd stay in touch. Well, sis, it's your turn to come in touch. Because I'm not telling you this until I have to. Ooh, sorry, already this late, I got a jet. Krav Maga starts in an hour. I had to record a bit later today after I'd slept in again. You'll hear from me. Thank you for listening to Normally Ordinary. It is written and edited by Esther Reisenberger, who also voices Amelia. If you like and want to support this show, please leave a rating and a comment so that we can become more visible to potential listeners. For more information and original artwork, check out normallyordinary.com. 
That's www.normally-ordinary.com. And remember, behind every mask is another mask.